Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Why am I saying this on the a podcast with Jordan Haas feed? I don't... Anyway, hi. Uh, Lingo premiered tonight. It's a new game show on CBS, hosted by RuPaul Charles. And your friend Jordan got to watch the first episode. It's available now on CBS. You can also watch it on Paramount Plus, like right now. And uh, if you want the quickest summation here, I liked it, didn't love it. That's the fastest thing to say here. Because uh, when it comes to a review of a game show, you know me, I go in all sorts of angles. And it's going to be very chaotic and rambly. And I admit that. But hey... You give me a microphone, ask me to talk about a game show, and this is what you're going to get. I'm so sorry. So if you're a producer of Lingo, yeah, good job. Thumbs up. Do not listen any further, please. So now let's start with Lingo. What is Lingo? Lingo is originally a game show from the 80s, uh, hosted by Reagan, and some bad stuff happened with the money. Uh, we don't talk about that. Then it got rebooted on the Game Show Network, hosted by Chuck Woolery, who's probably right now selling some bootleg pills that will hopefully make you forget all about January 6th. And also, uh, it got rebooted again with Bill Engvall, uh, because at the time, everyone loves a comedian hosting a game show. Uh, and then Sporkle, not Sporkle, Wordle, Wordle came out, uh, the hilarious five-letter word game based off lingo. Now, at the same time as Wordle coming out and making some sort of notoriety, a lingo already existed on a game show on ITV with three pairs of contestants in the middle of a pandemic. And I will say it's a very cute little show. It goes on a little too long, but very cute. Which brings us to this version of lingo. This is the first time lingo has made it to prime time, and it's hosted by RuPaul's Drag Race's own... Trixie Mattel. No, it's RuPaul Charles, uh, the famous drag queen extraordinaire. And I will say, when it comes to hosting, does a fantastic job. I would say RuPaul is one of the better hosts out there in our modern era. And unfortunately, I feel that RuPaul is just not the best fit for this kind of show. RuPaul is fantastic on Drag Race. But I think given RuPaul's uh, comedic talents and ability to improvise, a five-letter guessing game is just sort of just one-dimensional for some the likes of RuPaul. And when I think about all of the UK game shows out there, because this is filmed in the UK, and this has a UK film crew and a UK production, I understand Wordle was popular, let's do lingo, but when it why not attempt RuPaul doing Generation Game? Because I think that's more up RuPaul's alley, is a reboot of Generation Game. That could be the first attempt at Generation Game here in America with RuPaul. Because then you can have a conveyor belt. You can have RuPaul say, didn't they do well? I would believe it. Um, you have things like Epic Game Show, which is kind of like a variant of the Game Show Marathon standpoint. And this is CBS, which at one point was one of the hallmark channels for game shows. So something with the likes of an epic game show here in America with RuPaul would also make sense. Also considering uh, the laundry list of game shows yet to be really thrown around, that could have also fit the CBS uh, dichotomy. Another thing uh, to come with for RuPaul would probably be something along the lines of, um, let's just say, match game. 
there's snatch game on RuPaul's Drag Race. You can easily just try and do match game with Alec Baldwin, but instead of Alec Baldwin, RuPaul. Uh, additionally, you could always have any sort of like variety sort of show with RuPaul. Um, and when it comes to other UK-centric game shows, Catchphrase also has a guessing element to it and surprisingly has not made it over here since the 80s. Why wasn't that an attempted reboot? I will never know. But we're going with Lingo, the five-letter guessing game. It happens. It really does happen. But RuPaul's a good host. That's the thing. We're, we're going to say RuPaul's a good host. The production's very UK-centric. And for that, I'm going to say uh, the, the jarring words of all mankind. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Buzzer Belong. I know you're probably listening to this and heckling. Just because it's from the UK does not mean it's a good game show. I'll repeat again. Just because it's from the UK does not mean it's a good game show. I've sat through lots and lots of formats in the UK. And at one point, I I saw a blog called The UK Are Better Than Us. And it's true in certain regards. Things like The Chase, which is a nice quiz speed format. Things like The Deal or No Deal over there. Very dramatic, very telling, and very good. Catchphrase, a fantastic Americanized game show in the UK. But with the likes of Lingo, (laughs) it's, um, it's, it's very dry. That's the best way to describe it. It's a very dry version of Lingo. Now, this version of Lingo does not do the uh, random balls to fill out a grid, a luck-based game show idea. This goes off straight up the five-letter words just like the ITV game show, which is fine. I understand that completely. Just They just added a zero at the end because primetime game shows in America need thousands of dollars versus hundreds of pounds. Uh, it's... The in-game is not the same either. There's no, uh, you win your bank, and then you have a chance to get half, then the same, then double. It's kind of weird. It, it, it tweaks the format into a weird way. So, it's like a tournament-style show, which, you know me, I love tournament-style game show brackets. That's that's one of my uh, fortes in the, in the industry is to keep people watching. You just do a tournament-style. For a one-and-done, tournament-style works where you have uh, two teams, and then one carries on, then two teams, and one carries on, then a final round, and that determines the champion, and maybe even throw in a bonus round. Uh, They do that on uh, the last straw. Uh, Sorry, the final straw on ABC. And I I think that could have worked for the Card Sharks reboot, but they didn't try that. They went with just a uh, weirder format, and it's okay. But when it comes to this, it's two pairs playing a a half of a game, then the other half playing a half of a game, and then a final round where they go head-to-head, and much like I literally just told you, they win each other's banks in a $50,000 bonus. That's it. There's no bonus round situation here. So if I recall the format correctly, in each quote-unquote game, in round one, there are two teams of two. They're all of pairs, two teams of two. The first pair gets three of these lingo words, and they just go back and forth. Uh, so team one gets one, then team two gets one, then team one gets one, then team two gets one. If they can figure out the five-letter word on the first try, just like a, just like world rules, green is good, it's in its place, yellow is in a different place. If they get in the first try, 5,000. 
And then on the second try, 2,500. Then 2,000. Then 1,500. And the final on the fifth attempt at $1,000. If they give an incorrect word or run out of time, play goes over to the opponents. Unlike the GSN version, there is no bonus letter. They simply just get to fill out the rest of the game and pick up any extra money along the way. Unless, of course, you know, they screw up and it goes back to the other team. And we play down until all five have elapsed. That's that's kind of the game. So after round, so they do have three times. So there's six of these words in round one. That's up to $30,000 in play. Wow. Uh, then we do a, the first of the super lingos, which is kind of like a midpoint break game. In the super lingo, it's a 10-letter word. Whoa. Each shit countdown with your nine-letter words, this is 10 letters. 10. And just like the regular ones, 5,000, and you lose 500 for each letter revealed. But there's a catch. You get a lifeline opportunity in a form of drawing random balls. So we're not doing the random luck-based bingo thing, but we're going to... We're going to draw balls anyway. Okay. You have your choice, a money ball or a letter ball. The money balls have $100, $500, or $1,000. Whatever is drawn is added as a bonus for solving the boat, this super lingo. And each team gets one. One 10-letter word. Now, the money, the money... That's one option. The other option is help in the form of a bonus letter. You, they, RuPaul draws a number, 1 to 10, and that corresponds to a placement of a bonus letter, which should make it easier for you because, hey, we already revealed one. Therefore, at worst, you will have a 1,000 – actually, you have 1,500 uh, to get with one letter left. Isn't that exciting? It's almost like a $500 sure thing. So if, if you're asking me, uh, you really have a one in three shot of doubling the money. Otherwise, you're just going to play for half the $500 bonus, which is exactly the same you would get with the bonus letter. So the bonus letter is more of a sure thing of 500 versus the luck of pulling out a gold ball uh, because you can get 1,000, which is a little bit more than the 500 sure thing. So, hey, uh, that's a bit of strategy if people recognize that in a game theory situation, a sure thing, a $500 bonus on your 10 letter lingo word, or you have a bonus 500, which is your bonus. If you pick the bonus letter, a thousand, which doubles it or a hundred, which is meaningless. How exciting. So after that exciting super lingo round, that is the halfway point of lingo, but I mean, just one game. Remember there's two games. Now we go into the six-letter words and five-letter words in this solo challenge. In the solo challenge, which is the second half and theoretically the final part of the show, <clears throat> the values are double like every game show. Now it's worth 10000 for getting it on the first attempt. Then it goes to 5000 4000 3000 2000 Exciting stuff, right? All right, so... With the solos, there are just two five-letter words and two six-letter words. But 
Only one of the players in each team plays the five-letter words, and the other will play the six-letter words. So, team one gets a bonus one, then it goes to team two, then we switch it up to the six-letter words, where team one gets another word, and then team two gets another word. It's six-letter words, so it's a little bit challenging, but... It's for the same amount of money as a five-letter word. There is no increase in value just because there's one bonus letter on the board. I'm sure they tried that in play testing, and they just went, never mind. Okay, so did I confuse you yet? So, again, five letters, it's speed round, we're good, super lingo, and then a head-to-head battle with five-letter words, then one final battle with six-letter words, And then we go to the final super lingo word. Now, in this super lingo word, there is no bonus balls. So forget about the bonus words in the first part of the bingo game. No, we're not drawing balls anymore. Now we're just going to simply have it be a fingers on buzzers race to push the button and figure out the word. It is worth 10,000 this time with $1,000 off for every letter revealed. So, it's like a crucial countdown conundrum in that regard, I guess. Whoever has the most money after this crucial uh, super lingo thing goes on to the championship round, the final round. The others walk away with nothing. Oh, no. Just like every game show nowadays. In the event of a tie, they do a super lingo again. But this time, it's a crucial one where you buzz in. If you're wrong, it goes to the other person by default. How, how fun. So after that game one, we have a champion there backstage, and now we meet two new teams, and they get to play the next lingo, which is exactly the same. So it's kind of like the two half-hour blocks, but with a bonus bonus round at the end. Kind of like what they do with, with the prices right. So with the with this final round, now we do it again. Game one, you, there's three for you, three for you, 5,025. You already know. Let's draw the bonus balls. Do you want the others or do you want the money? Okay, here you go. Then we'll take a commercial break and now let's do it again. Who's playing the five letters? Who's playing the six letters? Okay, let's do this again with the super one. This is for 10,000. This could decide the win. And then after we have our second team, that's when we get to our final round. The final head-to-head showdown for all the marbles. Each team has already quote unquote banked, but they don't win the money. The, the like 12,000 or 13,000 or 10,000 or 4,000. It scores are always weird. And the winner not only takes their money home, they take their opponent's money home, just like I literally just told you, like I said at the top of the show, and a $50,000 bonus. So this is like, this could be a cash prize of like $90,000 or $60,000 or $71,000. And isn't that what we came here to see some big money wins to do this? They basically have to go back and forth solving five and six letter words. The team who had the most money going in can decide if they want to go first or second. When they choose, they get two minutes all to themselves, kind of like the bonus round in the final round of lingo in the old Game Show Network days. But instead of just five-letter lingos, it's five- and six-letter lingos. The five-letter lingos are worth points, five to be exact, while the six, because there's one extra row of letters, uh, makes it 
10 points. So that means the five are worth five, the six are worth 10. And with two minutes, you have to get as many lingos as possible. Whoever has the highest score with their respective two minute chess clocks, well, not really a chess clock, it's, why did I say chess clock? They get two minutes. Oh, hey, you got 20 points. You got to beat 20 points or tie it to win. Uh, and if they do, they win the money. If not, the other team gets the money, and that's it. That's the show. That's... It's a little bit broken, because the, if, the, if it's six-letter lingos and they're worth double the points, you can pass at any time. Is it easier to just go for the five points in the five-letter words or go for the six points with the six-letter words knowing there's no time limit other than the chess clock of the two-minute clock? That I do not know. Whoever wins, wins the, the money, and then they wave goodbye, and that's the end of the show. That's, it, that's lingo. When you look at game shows in this regard, it's there, there's certain things you can like about the show. For instance, the pacing of the show is not that bad. Honestly, the first round, very fast pace. I love it. The the when it gets to the super lingo, it's a little bit weird. It almost becomes like countdown where it's 30 seconds of just staring at a puzzle and you're just kind of just staring into space. Cause when we go to fast paced lingos and then suddenly a very slow reveal of a 10 letter word, it, it it's jarring. It really is jarring. Second, there's a big audience for this show. And it's not really necessary because there's not a big elaborate set. It just looks like an empty square. It looks like they've just filmed this between tapings of Epic Game Show. Now, we talk about Epic Game Show for a bit. Yeah, it feels like they're just on the set of Epic Game Show in this weird black box. It's a very UK-centric set, by the way. It's the black, uh, and then the double door opens. The host enters, close the double doors, that sort of situation. And RuPaul is trying his hardest to uh, banter and be funny. And I, I love that part. But it's just a very dull show that for an hour. If the show was two half-hour shows, like they do Name That Tune, or what they do with Password, I could let it slide. I could 100% let it slide if they just do a two-half-hour, like they do Pyramid. It would make a lot more sense. I would enjoy it uh, probably a bit more. But instead, it is a stretched out tournament style show. And as much as I love the tournament structure of a lot of game shows, it doesn't really work for this lingo idea. Which makes me wonder, what would be the way to repair lingo? Because one, they have a big set that doesn't really mean much because it's just a TV screen. Two, you have a big audience, but they don't really do much. You have a lot of excessive in this show that doesn't need it necessarily. So that's where I have to drag because like it feels like you could have done this with catchphrase. You could have done this with like all sorts of weird uh, shows. I don't even know where they filmed. Did they film this in Elstree or Pinewood? Um so this is where I, I'm coming from. I think if you wanted to remake this show, I think you can easily make it just two half hours. I don't like this bonus round situation. I understand that's the appeal, but I just, hmm. 
I think if you're going to go into a lingo kind of thing, I think you'd have more fun with it. Like you could do the draw the balls luck based format on this and have it just be whoever draws a lingo first moves on to the next round and then you do your tournament structure and they play a lingo round and the winner advances and then those two winners draw a ball and whoever gets a lingo goes to the bonus round or something. That that could have made the show a little bit more uh, flashy and then you draw a ball and there could be prize balls and there could be surprises and there could be lose a turn stoppers just like on Game Show Network and you could have more from bonus cash balls. You want a thousand dollars, things like that. But I, I don't. Mm. There's ways you can repair the show. The way it feels uh, is a little dry. There's two ways you can go about this, by the way. You can make it so it's an elimination contest. So it's four teams, then three teams, then two teams, then one final team playing a bonus round. Or you do the two half hours with the two teams, which also could fit. Um, I also think the scoring is okay. But I think if you're going to go into like multi letters than just the five letters, I think you should make that like you should just gradually make that like the bit a note on name that tune. If we're going to just plagiarize something, plagiarize bit a note, uh, plagiarize the name that tune uh, in this where it's like the first round is just five-letter lingos, right? And you're just like, hey, we're, f we're solving five-letter lingos, each one's with the 5,000. And then we go into the, like, big money rounds. This is a six-letter for 10,000. This is a seven-letter. This is for 15,000. This is an eight-letter one for 20,000. And a nine-letter one for 25,000. And that will determine who wins. And then you advance to the next round. And then you can, or, or here's a way you could actually make it even cooler if you want. Hey, hey guys, me, Jordan. You know what's really fun is I saw this uh, new uh, board game version of Wordle uh, where you put in your five letter word in secret, like mastermind. And your idea, just like the original mastermind, is you have to guess what your opponent's five letter word is. Maybe you can make that the final round instead of this two minute speed round situation. Because that would make more drama. Because then you could theoretically make it all on who can guess a five-letter word correctly first. And there's your dramatic endpoint, right? So you build your banks. You did all of the things. Hey, you have 25000 You have 18000 Whoever wins uh, takes home not just their money, but their opponent's money, 43000 And then they could play for 50000 or something in one final jackpot word. But to do it, you have to find your opponent's five-letter word, and then you can have your dramatic reveal of, for the game, is it Angel, A-N-G-E-L. Do-do-do-do, dramatic, 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 boom, do-do-do, dun-dun. Okay, well, I got two letters there, and you can have the dramatic point, but we have to go to your opponents now. What are we looking for? And that can be your more dramatic final round if you're gonna do that go for like the guess your opponent's five letter word uh because then you actually you'll have some sort of dramatic reveal right it, it would be fun because then it's the it's like i literally just told you where your opponents know and they're scared to death because they know if you find it they lose there's that little reactionary point you could have done in lingo uh, instead of this weird speed round. If you're going to do a speed round, 
Maybe do that in the, like, a third round. Maybe have that be the case. So, here, here you go. So, <clears throat> here's how I would do it. Hi. All right, so, each team, there's four of them. I, I, think, we, I think I figured this out. I think I figured the show out. All right, folks, figured the show out. I figured the show out. We have five-letter words with four teams. And each one gets a five-letter word, and they play it to themselves. And if they get it right, they add a bank, and you loop that out twice. So there's only eight, which is a little bit more, but we'll move on from that. Whoever has the lowest score after two lingo words uh, is out. In the event of a tie, they do a speed lingo with the kind of like they do the, the, the super lingo with the letters at a time, hit the button. All right. So it's a challenge. Or what you could also do, what you could also do is the first to solve a lingo wins. Hey, wouldn't that be interesting? Um, and then you just have it be a qualifying round. Of the four teams, the first three to solve a lingo advances to the next round. Then you go into round two. And this lingo is for 5,000. This is for 10,000. This is for fifth, like the bit of note I just said. Then you can do... Whoever has the lowest score after the the nine letter twenty five thousand dollar word, uh, we go into the head to head find your opponent's lingo, which then leads to here we go, the final super lingo for the jackpot. You've won your money. Now you have a chance to win hundred thousand. We'll just say hundred grand because that's new game. That's the primetime game show. A special right now is the hundred thousand. To win a hundred thousand, you have uh, sixty seconds to get as many lingos as possible. For each lingo you get, is one bonus letter on this board. And if you can get it all right within sixty, within the twenty seconds, solve this ten-letter mystery lingo, you win a hundred grand. Hey, wouldn't that be an exciting bonus round contender? Because now you have an actual bonus round. You have sixty seconds find lingos it's dramatic and if you can find 10 lingos in 60 seconds which is impossible although you could also do the two minutes now that i think about it two minutes to solve 10 lingos is also pretty challenging hey you you have yourself a kind of like an advantage kind of situation because now what you see is a 10 letter word and hey you got a 10 letter word you solve three lingos that's three letters here they are. We can, you can even do a random draw, like the, the money ball thing. And you could even, you could even buy them. You can even do like, a, well, here's a money ball if you want to sell one of your bonus letters off. Guarantee yourself some money. There's a big risk. There's an even big risk involved, too. You could even do that as a format point. That what you have in this version of Lingo. Because at opportune moments where you could add stakes to this game or add comedic wit with RuPaul, it, it, you don't get it. And that's my biggest disappointment with this version of Lingo. There's a lot of potential in this show, and they kind of just went, no. It, it's a UK-centric production for an American game show. And I want this version of Lingo to stand out a bit to show that there's a difference in American game shows and British game shows, especially when it comes to audiences and presentation. Because this is a very British game show presentation on an American network. 
This is why you can't full on one-to-one -one do like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or the price is right over there. You have to tweak it slightly to appeal to their norms and vice versa. For instance, if I was to do a UK game show, you would have a presenter, because that's what they call their hosts, go, and someone would boast 50,000, and then you do your arm up, and then they all go, woo, because I don't, maybe they all like Ric Flair or something. Um, but that is how game shows kind of work. They also really enjoy uh, more of a banter, as it were. UK game shows love host bantering with contestants a lot. Like it's almost half the show is just like when I when I think of like a really good game show host over there, I you know, you can always say Bruce Forsyth, but Bob Monkhouse was the king of that kind of I could relate to you and I have a joke in my head to tell you. And I know that's what a lot of people like to reply to. Michael uh Michael McIntyre kind of does that on the wheel. Um, Michael Barrymore did that a lot on, uh, on Strike It Rich or Strike It Lucky. Um, and the only kind of, and even a show like Deal or No Deal, where it's the banter of the contestants that drives the whole show, because otherwise it's just picking numbers. That's what makes a UK game show kind of fun is the human interest narrative where people can be funny and witty and they celebrate that. On American game shows, we do not care. It's more of, uh, hey, I'm I'm an architect and I want to press my luck. Oh, no whammies, and that's and that's it. The only time you get that little sob story in a game show is things like when press your luck goes like, why do you want this car in the bonus round? Uh, otherwise, we do not care. When it came to the uh, final round in Lingo, that's the only time you actually know what they want to do with the money. And I, I will say this time and time again. It's such a cliche question to ask game show contestants that. What are you going to do with the money? Well, that's on the fucking application they signed up for the show so you could have something to work with on the contestant card. They're playing for a new car, a dream wedding. They're visiting their relatives from overseas. They, have, they haven't retired yet, and they're planning their retirement. They are kids, and they have student loans, but they don't want to say student loans, so they're going to say, I want to start my own life and do some vision, things like that. That's what a lot of these applications do. And for, for something like Lingo, yes, it's, it's a bit fun to see that, the issue is, again, when you have that question and the big red flag is, but only one of them wins the money. So we're going to have this whole human interest story about like, I'm playing for a wedding or I'm playing for a new car or I want to see my parents. I haven't seen them in 20 years. What happens to the other team that loses? You're, we just essentially just crush their dreams on television. <laughs> that doesn't make for fun shows. You ask that question when they won the show, and that's it. You ask it after the fact. Like, you just won $60,000. What are you going to do with this money? Because now we're happy for them, and they might have a funny idea. It, it, not in the middle of the game, especially when it's an all-or-nothing situation. You don't do that on Jeopardy. 
and even on Jeopardy, they could get like a thousand bucks. <laughs> but when it comes to something like lingo, I think there needs to be some more um, untold uh, questions. For instance, this is stuff I do not know. For instance, this is filmed in the UK. So were the contestants like uh, expats who were living in UK at the time and they're just staying there? Uh, to and they just happen to walk onto Lingo, kind of like they did name that tune for Australia, now Ireland? Or are they doing the cheaper alternative, which is they cast out here, and then they fly them out to the UK, they put them up in a little, like, hotel room, drive them up, and, and keep it, and keep them safe. Because I think it's, because secretly I think that's the cheapest way to do that is just you fly them out and bed breakfast. Although expats, you don't have to really do much for that either because they have to drive themselves or take the train. Um, so that just leads to a question of the contestant casting call. Did they cast out here and they flew them or are they just people who are already UK residents? I know they did that for the Crystal Maze. They flew families out. Uh, and that was really expensive for Nickelodeon. Uh, but hey, they might do that for, for Lingo. It's a primetime game show on a big TV network, CBS, the Tiffany channel. This is the channel that gives us Survivor and Big Brother and probably the last season of The Amazing Race. How, why, what else they do? The Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal? Well, yes. Yes, they do. Uh, so in conclusion... Uh, Lingo is very fun. I watched it both on TV and on Paramount+. Plus. I watched the same episode. And I will tell you, the, even though I'm watching it commercial-free on Paramount+, Plus, it still feels a little draggy. It still feels, and I mean draggy, not in drag like RuPaul. Draggy is in, like, slow. Just a little bit slow. It I wanted it to be a little faster. In the first round, it's very fast, and that got me interested in the game. That final round, yeah, that's kind of a fun head-to-head -head battle, but it just sort of feels like a tacked-on thing. And it doesn't really add more drama other than kind of like a final chase of, well, they got 20 points, you got to beat 20 to win. That, that sort of uh, final... Which, which then at this point, why don't you just do Mastermind? If that's what you really want is a speed question game, just do Mastermind. The final thought I want to say is that while Lingo is very, it's like a three out of five. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a whole lot better. There's a lot of snags to this game, but the scoring system I appreciate. The casting of the people I really like, and RuPaul's good. Everything around this show is actually fine. It really just comes down to certain things that are just the nuances that we see in game shows don't fit. And additionally, it just is a very lengthy game show. It's kind of like when um, some game shows back in the UK were like 35 minutes and then they're told stretch out to 45 minutes and they can't figure out how to add an extra round to the game. When Countdown had to extend out, they had to do an extra like letters game and a numbers game, in that kind in another uh, dictionary corner uh, expert banter thing. When I think they really just need, they just have that same sort of sensibility, which leads me to this final thought too. Lingo's okay, 
But if you're, why not just try fucking countdown at this point then? Just countdown. You just, hey, you get you get a five letter word, that's $5,000. And any letter, if it's three, it's 3,000. Six, it's 6,000. If it's a nine letter word, it's 18,000. Or you could just go 10,000 if you want to be cheap. And hey, isn't that exciting? It's a bonus and you get a bonus prize and we'll do a numbers game and it's for an extra 10,000. You could make big money countdown if that's your case. This needs to be, this is much better spent the way it is uh, in the places where it is most, um, what's the best way to term, uh, best, it's a best game show, best viewed where the other countries put the show on, Germany, and I would even say the original American lingo on Game Show Network. American lingo aired at like five o'clock on Game Show Network. And the German game show also about like five ish, five fifteen, in in so right like right after school, right before dinner time, that perfect kind of I just got home, I need to relax, but I need something that's a little bit mindless, but something I can enjoy for a little bit that's not so heavy. Oh, lingo is perfect because it's like twenty minutes and it's just a word game. Perfect. Things like that are why make why lingo I think works. It has to be in that daytime afternoon slot. It's a perfect afternoon game show. It's a perfect tea time quizzer. TV time quizzers don't make best prime time big money game shows. And I, I think when we need to look at all the formats in the world, and not just new formats, but old formats, revisionist formats. Game shows from the UK that's never made to America. American game shows looking to reboot. We need to look at their origin story and presentation skills. And would this actually fit in the time slot allotted? Would this make for an interesting primetime big money game show? What's in it for the network and what's in it for the audience? For the audience, there is lots of play along. Thumbs up. Lingo is a definitely play along game show. Thumbs up. I love it. But when it comes down to like, well, does this fit for a primetime game show? I say no. I think if you're going to try lingo, go for a half hour. You can keep RuPaul, truncate this show out, and you will have a winning hit. Hell, you don't even have to do the $50,000 bonus. Just, just, you could have the two teams and then have the super lingo and then like, another bonus round or something you got there's a there's a clear format in this thing but we look at things like 25 words or less in this country we look at pictionary there are lower budgeted shows they have a bit more of a i would say a production flair compared to lingo now lingo has a cool graphics package i'm not doubting that i'm not doubting a lot of the production aspect to it but the sensibilities in it don't really clash. Uh, and a lot of it also feels like they had to edit a bit out as well. I think you need a show. If you're going to get RuPaul as a host, you want RuPaul. You want that banter. You want that cattiness. You want that, that, that silly. You want that whimsy. You want RuPaul. And RuPaul's just kind of sitting in the background of a show like this. And you're watching for RuPaul, but you're watching for the contestants, but the contestants aren't necessarily clashing with RuPaul. 
you need something that fits RuPaul's contestant sphere, or you need something that fits that um, that sort of fun word game sphere. If anything, hey, RuPaul, uh, you should host Wheel of Fortune when Pat Sajak eventually leaves. That, that's what I'm learning from all this. If that's in the cards, pick RuPaul. Uh, but that is it. Lingo, it's available on CBS. It's between a Price is Right at Night special and Tough as Nails. You guys have been watching Tough as Nails? You guys, you guys heard of Tough as Nails? It's the biggest reality. It's the big new reality show. Phil Kogan. And his dad had a fun new format where it's basically talking about jo tough jobs and it's welcoming all the working class in the, in the country and they do menial labor jobs or the challenges and then they have a overtime challenge where one gets eliminated. But it's a team challenge show as well. I, 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 uh, where are we, are, we, are we over? Oh, no. Uh, that's our show, everybody. Uh, sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time on Press Your Luck. No, on, on a podcast with Jordan Haas. Take care. Signing off. Ha, ha, ha.